The following is a presentation of the Wide Open Mic Podcast Network. For information on this and other podcasts, please go to www.wideopenmic.net. Two players, two sides. Do you have any idea how badly I want to kill you? One is light. Hey, damn it, run! One is dark. We're the good guys, Michael. Son of a bitch. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! Dude? You are? I love you, Benny. But if we can't live together, nice as friends, I've always loved you. We're gonna die alone. Don't you leave me. I'm so sorry, guys. We have to go back, Kate. I love you. We have to go back. Hey everyone, season three is here! We are finally on season three, the most polarizing season of Lost, uh, with some of the greatest moments, some of the crappiest moments, and I cannot wait to dissect this season. Um, man, I'm not alone, this is Gunner, with me is Dave Dawes. Hello. Future. What's happening? Jesse Grisbaum, our Lost historian. Hey, what's up? And our 40-ish-year-old virgin, Keith Stewart. What's up, Doc? Man, so season three, we are here. We are here. Keith, you're, you're confused a bit? Is that what you were saying off air? Yeah, just uh, there's uh, quite a bit going on that I'm just not sure how to, how to take in. Yes. All right, well, we will break down that and everything in this episode as we talk about season three, episode one, A Tale of Two Cities. Another reference to Charles Dickens, who uh, was referenced pretty, pretty largely in the finale. So uh, let's just let's just jump in, man. The air date this aired on uh, October. Hang on, I uh, actually forgot to put that down. But I have it right here on uh, October fourth, two thousand and six. So as you could tell here, um, it started a little later than the season. Usually season premieres are what, Jesse, August and September? Yeah, somewhere around there. So, and again, we, we mentioned this before, but what Lost did was they, they convinced the network to let them, instead of do regular release schedule like they've always done, I believe Lost was like the first ever show. They did the first six episodes, um, a mini season, and then they took a giant break and came back at the end and did the last, what was it, 18 episodes or whatever. Um, was there a 24 in this or is this a short or is this an 18 episode season? Do you remember, Jess? It might be like a 22 or something. I don't think it's as much as uh, season two, though. So, Odds numbered 22. I'm looking at right here. Yes. Okay. That's that is, 22 is a strange number. I'm just and, and that uh, you knew that, yeah. I just want to point out that our loss historian knew how many episodes of the season <laughs> you uh you earn all of your money, all of it. Yeah, well, 22 is the normal network season for is a show, it? 24 and the 27, those were the the, the massive seasons uh, from the first two years. So, 22 is like normal oh. for like network TV. I thought 24 was the standard season. Well, it's okay. 22 or 24. Uh, that's that's kind of how it's been. It's usually between 22 and 24. Yeah. 
I think 24, the show having 24 episodes probably is a reason why a lot of people think that 24 episodes is the norm, but I would bet more shows are 22 episodes than 24. But, no, but no, my, my basis was anime. They're, they're anime, like there's like nine episodes one season and 74 the next season. <laughs> no, it, it, you're, it, it's usually 24 episodes a season. It, you just can't tell where the seasons begin and end. He-Man's second <laughs> season had like 125 episodes. I know it's not anime, filmation, but still. That's crazy. So let's yeah, get but in. There's only like there's only like three episodes of animation in those hundred and whatever episodes. So. <laughs> and yeah. They just recycle the frames. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this episode was directed by Jack Bender, his seventeenth. Uh, anyone catch who wrote this? Pay attention. Nope. Written, co-written. The story was Damon Lindelof. The, the tele. Bro, I don't look at that shit. Only the teleplay was co-written by <laughs> by Damon Lindelof and J.J. Abrams. Yeah, Damon's nineteenth yeah. and J.J.'s third, and they're third together if we consider the pilot two parts. Um. So, uh, there are actually five new people in the cat in the opening credits. Uh, Harold Perrineau is officially no longer in the opening credits. Uh, so we can consider him off the show. I would say, do you think we'll ever see him again, Keith, Michael? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And Walt who left, but left. just obviously not for a while. So yeah, Walt is also not in the credits, but he left mid season as did Shannon Anna Lucia and Libby, obviously not in the opening credits as well, but there are five new people added to the open credits. Uh, one of them being uh, Michael Emerson, AKA now we can call him Ben. Uh, ben now. No longer Henry Gale. We'll talk about that later. Um, Elizabeth Mitchell, who was Juliet. She uh, made the opening credits. So, and then there's three people in the opening credits that aren't in this episode. So uh, two of them are Nikki and Paulo. I cannot wait for you guys to meet these two. They were there the whole time. I don't know how you guys missed them. Um, but then there's another name in this opening credits, Jesse. Uh, you know who it is, correct? Um, no, I don't. Really? Um, I was so I was so focused on Nikki and Paulo. I was just <laughs> waiting to talk about them. I'm so uh, messed up because of that. So. so I don't know if this is a are, spoiler. Are you talking about James Ford? Uh, no, no, no. But I don't know if this is a spoiler if I say who it is. Um, was their name in the credits? When it was the, in the credits. Uh, yeah, if, it, if it was in the episode, it's not a spoiler. It's because right. didn't do the reading. So the fifth person alongside Nikki, Paolo, Ben, and, and Juliet is the great coming off his, uh, his Emmy-nominated performance. Henry E. Oh, okay. Cusack makes the opening credits. Oh, I actually did see that name and was like, oh, there's a Cusack in this. All right. But not related to the he, he, so not, he never not, got. He, he's not. He, a, he, oh, go ahead, man. Well, I was just saying he's never. He was never listed at all last season. Nope, he was just a guest. He was a guest star. All wow. We're, we're talking. And about now he's main. He's, now he's yeah. a main player. Yeah. Now he's yeah. in credits. So hey, not not one of the cues. Did, did it say on there what character name? Did they did they have a character name or did they just have the star's name? They just have his uh, star's name because no. in the opening credits. So. Uh, tons of people not in this episode, but build 
Uh, I'm just going to run them through. Echo, Saeed, Desmond, Claire, Hurley, Jen, Son, Charlie, John, Nikki, and Paulo. Did I miss anyone? All not in this episode, which is pretty ballsy. Like, honestly, nowadays, especially Walking Dead did, did this a couple times. Where they just took, like, one character and did a whole episode on them. But I would say Lost is really the first show to do this. I mean, they took three characters, the three main characters, and that's all outside of some people that we've seen last year and, and people we were newly introduced to. I mean, that's I don't hesitate to say the first that ever did it. Um, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but there's got to be. I mean, there has Star, to be. Star Trek. Star Trek does this all the time. But not as a pilot. He's or not as a season opener, I think is what he's saying. Yeah, that's yeah. That. Like, well, you know, yeah, I mean, you, you get to know these new characters and their encounter with the familiar characters. So it was a good, I think it was a smart way. It was a good to, bridge. Yeah, it's a bridge. Exactly. You get, you, you're worried about the ones that you like that you've been following and you get to meet all these new people and see them interact with the, the familiar ones. But you're bored with them. You need some fresh fish. <laughs> it, it, it might have been time to spice things up we had been seeing a lot of interaction between the the characters act you know uh, behaving amongst themselves i mean it's not like they didn't throw in new characters all the time they did introduce a bunch of new people and then kill a bunch of people so like well, I guess yeah but uh, now you really feel like you're in a you're in a different community like you're yeah, off, you're, the, really, you're in the beach community in you know the our castaway community and you're in this different very different neighborhood well it is a tale of two cities as, as we find that's out. right so uh let's go through the guest stars julie adams as amelia and now and blake bashoff as carl carl martin and now a who's who of awesome people you got brett cullen as goodwin MC Gainley as Mr. Friendly. You got Willem, William Map, Mapather back as Ethan Rom. John Terry as Christian Shepard. And Julie Bowen as Sarah Shepard. Jess, this might be the greatest group of guest stars we've had for a while. All heavy yeah, they, hitters. They packed the premiere with them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, co-stars just Steven Samel as Adam. Uh, Alex Mor Alexander Morgan as the moderator, uh, who was, I believe, at the uh, meeting that uh, Jack busted into. Anonymous. Yeah, meeting. June O or Ow O W as nurse, and Sonia Seng as the receptionist. Uh, last thing before we get into it, two uncredited's. And no, it's not Vincent the dog or sexy blue shirt girl. Isabella Sherwin played little girl who I believe she's from the deleted scene, um, but she's also in it. You, you've seen that deleted scene, right, Jess, where the girl starts choking? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. So a little girl at the beginning starts choking when Jack is spying on Sarah, and he goes and saves her. And then Sally Davis. Like is, at the school? Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> Good call deleting that scene. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Who goes and saves a kid while they're stalking? Yeah. <laughs> it's the most conspicuous fucking thing ever. He should have let her. He should have let her die. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I don't know. It's just a really. It's not relevant to the plot. 
Let's put it that right. way. I'm glad they cut it. <laughs> so two yeah, other you, you lift it out and you never knew it. it no, it, it did yeah. not need to happen. Good call removing it. <laughs> so two other quick things. Uh the season finale uh took cover days fifty-five and fifty-six. And there was actually a small time jump as this episode uh takes place on day sixty-eight. So we lose sixty-seven. We lose a day here. But that was again the day that they had to um, like do all the stuff we don't want to see, you know, yeah, shower like and shave their bodies and, yeah. and stuff. So, well, no, that was when they were, you know, taking the blood from them in the IVs. It was their blackout day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess since they uh, they were blacked out, we got blacked out too. So, oh. um, and this is a Jack centric episode, though. On my source, it says a Jack and Juliet centric episode. What would you say, Jess? Is this a Jack episode or a Jack and Juliet episode? I guess it's a Jack episode, even though the entire teaser is Juliet. Uh, you know, so I mean, See, I thought it, I thought it was a Juliet episode more than a Jack episode, so I'd go half and half. Because she's a new character to me, and they were introduced. It her. opened with yeah. her eye, though. Yeah. She's another person that gets an eye shot. It goes back to when she, the, you know, she got the there. flashback from the the, the 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 day the plane landed. That yeah. is kind of a flashback. Yeah, I mean it is a flashback. It's not All the, the same. other flashbacks. That's a flashback. Yeah. It's not a pre-island flashback. I know it. I know there's just yeah, it, yeah, yeah. But it's a flashback to day one of the show. Yes, it's right, and it got and it, and it's from her perspective clearly. So she gets. I think she's yeah, she's the co-star in this episode. It's like I, I think she's the star. I think so. It goes back to what you were saying earlier um, <laughs> about uh, you know using our existing characters to explore the new ones. We're literally just getting her story, but getting some of Jack as as the way of uh, easing it in and, and adding familiarity to it. So it's not just like all brand new stuff. Yeah, right. And I guess I mean it was it was. More of an episode about Juliet in the sense that, like, oh, here's this new character that we're learning about. And she kind of took a lot of attention off of Jack. But what was but what Jack was going through in this episode was also pretty crazy. Like, what a roller coaster that was. But um, yeah, it seemed like more of Juliet's kind of feature time. Yeah, I would say I'd say this. I'd say this is a Jack centric episode flashback wise. But Juliet's the star of this episode, I think. Yeah, right. That's kind of how I see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Juliet, you know, is, Juliet is the star of this season, as far as I'm concerned. I think so he's one she's of the awesome. stars of the show. Like, she was a great ad. Like, like if, yeah, great if, actress. So many, so many expressions. You know, her face says so much without having to say anything. She goes through a whole range of emotion. Um, yeah, she's very, very talented. And at first, I really did not like her. I remember from the last time I watched it, the first time I watched it, but. Which is now I really appreciate her a lot more. She, she's the energy, you know, she's the bad guy in the yeah. Show. So, I, I mean, I kind of, she, you know, she doesn't come Highly off manipulative, right? She comes out very manipulative, very brilliant, and kind of evil. Um, you it, don't it, trust her, yeah. Like, I'm trying to come to this very fresh, so like, I don't want to hate it again until I like. I really was supposed <laughs> to hate it. Um, <laughs> and and she, like, dude, you don't trust her, you, you like everything about her. She comes off as very like. Oh no, I'm actually trying to help you. I'm like, no, you're not, bitch. No, you're not. Like, I know you're not. Like, yeah. <laughs> so what's the biggest, what's the bigger opening credit get? Adding Libby, uh, Anna Lucia, and Echo, or adding uh Ben 
Desmond and uh, Juliet. I mean, those are those are some three gigantic names. Ben, ben Desmond Juliet's the better ad for sure. Yeah, I agree. So uh, before we get into this, I I boasted last season that I think the opening of this season is my favorite opening of any season. Now we've had three. Obviously, the pilot was an amazing episode. We also had last year's season two episode, which kind of did the same thing here, which Jesse called his favorite opening where it does the exact same thing where you don't realize what you're looking at at the time. But then this right here, just the scene of them outside seeing the plane break up above them, man. I love this. What do you guys think? We've got those three each season one, season two, season three's opening. What do you guys think? Which, what, what, what are your thoughts what on the three? Two again? Season, season two was Desmond in the Hatch. You don't realize that okay, you just think right, it's a right, flashback. Right, right. But it wasn't season two, the, the Tailies? No, that happened later. Yeah, that in another was another episode. Mid season. Okay, you're right. It was Desmond in the Hatch. Three is better than two, but I think one's probably still the best of the three. I, I know I kind of find it hard to rank them. They're all really good. Two sticks out. I love that sequence with Desmond. What do you but, think? Yeah, I, I would say, I would say two, one, three. Jesse, uh, I'm two all the way. Two, three, and then one. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I think they're all awesome too. So, and then you know, at the same time, it's not a premiere, but. The other 48 days, just opening on the tranquility of the beach. Like, that's a great open, too. Yeah, that, 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 I kind of thought that was the season two. I, that one sticks out a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a great begin, intro to the episode. Yeah, so let's let's just dive into this, man. This The season opens up on an eyeball again, like we said. And this time it's Juliet. And she's setting up for what we find out as a book club. Um, they argue a little bit about the book and how, quote. Yeah, but she's clearly going through some, like, domestic struggle of some kind. Like, she's getting set up for book club, but there's this clear overarching, like, some other shit's gone wrong in her life while she's doing that. Do you remember right? what it is, Fuge? It's her and Ben split up, right? Well, we'll no? see. You remember? They were never together. They were never together. You're no, okay. You're giving stuff away. Okay, I'm yeah. I'm not remembering correctly. Is what now, I'm Keith, saying. you can foreclose that future <laughs> that you were hoping for. I I think what what would put this like opening over the top for me is I think there is a missed opportunity. Like the song that plays downtown, she has a case for the Talking Head. Yeah, puts in that CD. They if it would have been a talk. If it would have been a Talking Head song, I would have like it would just would have been like they, so much better. They mentioned they that on out. the podcast. They 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 uh they're yeah. like, well, you know, you you never put the CD in the right case. So it was that a rights issue? Is that why they something happened that they had to change it at the last minute? But uh, but that would have just uh, that would have been way better. Who doesn't love put put. Patula Clark, is that her name? It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I can't say I'm rocking to downtown every day, you know? It's no Geronimo Jackson. But I don't know. I kind of thought it was a a nice little intro to the character. I kind of enjoyed that part of it. They're in the downtown part of the (laughs) island. Now, they also mentioned this in the podcast. They were talking about what book it is. Now, they never came out and said it. What it what all they've said was that it is a Stephen King book, 
and that the cover that they actually used is an actual cover. It's a really rare um, release of this book. So it's an actual cover. Anyone not named Jesse know what book that they're reading in book club? Angeliers. <laughs> that's a great guess. That's a great, that's a great story. Yeah, I saw the TV special, lot, right? <laughs> yeah. Langoliers is a great one. Great story. I don't know what it is. Do you just, yeah. You ready? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. It's Carrie. Oh, is it? Okay. Nice. Oh, yeah. well, less exciting. That's one of her favorite books. That's her favorite. That is the favorite book. Well, okay. now you know why that guy was like shitting on it. <laughs> I, mean, I guess it's good. I don't know. I haven't. I, I think Langoliers. I haven't read it. Been been a, what with Langoliers been too like too on the nose? Yeah, it was uh, probably you know Lang- Langoliers would have given too much away because it was about a plane and like the dimensional time lords or whatever the fuck those ball sack looking things were in the movie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when they show up in season seven, like it's crazy. Cause it's just the CG is just as bad, you know, yeah. you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to spoil that, you know? Now, um, wasn't, didn't Carlton Cuse work on a Stephen King series? Or am I mistaken? <laughs> What's you the- might be thinking of Bates Motel. No, no, no. It was, uh, oh, it wasn't The Strain. That's what I'm thinking of. Was that not Stephen King? Okay. No, that's, uh, that's Michael Crichton. Oh, okay. no, The Strain was uh, Guillermo del Toro and oh, some oh, novelists. Different. But, yeah. okay. different book. Okay. <laughs> but I knew Carlton Cuse worked on it. So, okay. And no one from Lost. Well, Kevin Durand, we'll see him later in Lost. He seems to be the only Lost guy on it. No connection. A couple, Moving on. A couple alias people. But sorry. I like Kevin Durand. <laughs> More from him later. Season four, I think. Um, all right. So back to the show. So after we finding out that Ben didn't show up for this, we still don't know who Ben is at the time. All of a sudden, the room starts shaking, and when it stops, everyone runs outside, and we see the moment. We see the plane breaking apart in half. So, Keith, as you're watching this, I just want to know what was going through yours and Dottie's heads at this moment. Oh, obviously, um, I didn't know they were on the um, island, right, at the beginning of the scene. So, um, just because, you know, you never knew where the, uh, the flashback could go. Anyway, so then they you see the shaking, and I'm like, oh, they must be having an earthquake. And then they run outside and, and see the plane. And I'm like, oh, and I looked at Dottie, and I was like, sweet, we get to see it from their point of view, which technically we didn't get that far into it. They kind of like stopped it at that. But I was actually real excited, and I want more of their perspective from the you know things that happened in the first season. Cool. Well, we'll, we'll, well, I got more questions for your thoughts on what's going on. So do I, do I get that by the way, or is that, no, that was great. That uh, was it. No, no. I mean, do I get the, um, do I get the um, more flashbacks from their point of view? Is that a thing? Oh yeah. I mean, you, we will flash back all the way to biblical times for you, Keith. I'm just kidding. Yeah. You get to watch them chisel the feet. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you can really kind of you can kind of classify this season as like very other centric. Like you find out a lot of stuff throughout the year. Yeah, and not just the others. I I think it's very island centric. 
I mean, there's certain characters that we finally get to meet that are pretty important in this series and others that we get names of that play a big parts in the island. Our smoke monster back. We were so scared of him in season one. And then he just was like, all right, see you later. And then <laughs> that was it. Well, they were mostly underground a lot in the hatch. A lot of Bro, they were walking around outside all the time. No, yeah, they actually went all the way to the other side of the island to find this group and never saw the smoke monster once. Yeah, man, they were, they were yeah. going everywhere. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, he, he had a backgammon game to play, Mr. Monster. He went to uh, MonsterCon, hopped in. A, uh, he was afraid to get on the airplane, but he did it. He got on, he flew off. Hanging out I with. It was but are you the are you the agent for the monster, or why why are you defending him so much? Yeah, like bro, just like where where is it? Fucking slacking. <laughs> the monster will return, as they say at the end of cheesy movies. Um, all right, so then we let's go back to Jack's flashback. So we see him spying on his wife. Um, and uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm just flashing back to how much fucking adventuring and exploring they did in this last season and did not run into the smoke monster like at all. Was Smokey they went everywhere? Was he in there? Nor did they find this enormous village or any yeah, signs dude, of it. <laughs> like they went up to the top of mountains and shit. Like, Nobody they, surveyed the entire island. Was the smoke monster not they went in to the season highest two? Points to like lay these signals and shit, and they didn't see any of these villages or anything. Come on. Was Smokey not in season two at all? Yeah, he was. In, he was in the like the very, very beginning. Like they scared you at the beginning, and then it was gone. You guys had shit. I, to if it was even that, I might be thinking of season one, bro. Even smoke monsters have shit to do. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. Well. All right, so uh, we see uh, Jack spying <laughs> on his wife, um, and she seems awful chummy with some guy. So does. Okay, seeing Jack in such uh, such a low place, do you think that diminishes what we think of him? Uh, God, that's a great question because I was thinking about, I was thinking that myself. I was like, boy, this is a pitiful display from Jack. This character, we all, I mean, not everyone likes him. I like Jack though. I think he's um, more uh, John Locke season one-y. <laughs> right, this is like, this is borderline. This is, you know, what's your Helen, name? The, the Helen, sex the the equivalent to the <laughs> Helen sex talk scene, the sex operator scene. I don't oh, know, man. Boy. What What's worse, like inviting Helen on vacation with you or accusing your dad of sleeping with your wife at an AA meeting? <laughs> They're both <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I, I think yes, well, I, all I can say is like everyone, everybody has some, you know, some way that they get off. Right. But not everybody goes and accosts their father in an AA meeting, you know? Yeah, like that's... It's a little bit less relatable. It's like so paranoid and so like... Speak for yourself, wow, Daz. He went to jail for it, too. Like, it's like, not Jack, like... When did, was... you, when did you start, you know, smoking meth? I mean, this is like... <laughs> yeah, dude, he's so fucking off the rails. <laughs> and, it's, and again, like, you, you know I'm not a fan of Jack, but this like goes into like... Again, him just hell. I have to know his name. Why, bro? Why? Jack like, is totally like this season. He's obsessed. He's obsessed, and he he's got he needs someone to fix. And like this is part of his fix. Well, why does he gonna fix himself, himself or something? Yeah, but like, <laughs> but here here I, I want I want to complete my thought on on Gunner's question. Very good question. Yes, 
it does kind of change how you perceive him. But I also feel like, oh, wow, this is so human. And like Jack's a human being, like maybe at my lowest point, I would want people to kind of have compassion for me too. Like I've been in low points. I, I can't say I had exactly Jack's problem. I never accused my father of, you know, banging my ex-wife. I'm having an affair with my bro. He chased him down to the hotel and didn't see that it was an AA meeting when he he didn't like look around and see the coffee and donuts and people sitting in a circle and shit. He thought he was there to bang his wife like in the room. What, were they filming it? Like, come on. What was the, what was the studio crew there for? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, the whole thing, the whole thing's pretty far-fetched. All all we know though is like all. Look at how crazy and dysfunctional and sad their relationship is for him to be able to go to this place. He couldn't help but go to this place. This is what, what really, you know, so, so I'm kind it's of very sad. It's a very sad kind it's of, it's very sad. It's very raw, very real too. I, I, I found it pretty believable the way that, that they did it. But I'm, I'm very confused on how we got there. You know, he, he's always kind of being in competition with his dad. And his dad is this very skilled, charismatic dude with impulse control issues. And yeah, but so Jack why, is like paranoid and sort of. No, no, I get that. But why is like, why is she leaving him? What was her reason for, for leaving him again? He always needs something to fix. That is a bullshit reason to end a marriage. She why also he, he also be- cheated on her. Don't forget that. He cheated on her? He did? Yeah, the the, the episode he, they broke up. That was already yeah. like when it was like done basically, but I just think she he was, was cheating after, on him like, long he, before. Yeah. yeah. I you know what? I mean this is I mean this is well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't it, it doesn't matter. He shouldn't have gone to this place ever. You know, like it just it was yeah, well, no that that was my build. I was trying to understand like what happened to get to that place? Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, because it's so. Because again, he got he ultimately got himself there. Yeah, he, but he got himself so, there. Nobody did anything. So before. far gone. Like, yeah, it's, it's very, it's thing. very, like, it's, it's very wild. Um, it's, it's look, the man is always a loose cannon, but this is like extra loose. Cannon. I mean, there's just something about him and Sarah's relationship. I mean, just the fact that he just can't let it go. I mean, you'll see throughout the other episodes this season in his flashbacks, he can't let it go. Though I, I wonder if like jealousy does make us all a little crazy. I've experienced intense jealousy before, and I think it did make me a little crazy. Not to this extreme level, but like I had to be. I was thinking to myself, okay, you're thinking crazy thoughts. I, I like I, I I made that. <laughs> yeah, everyone has crazy thoughts and paranoia when it comes to relationship jealousy. That's that's being human, but you right. don't stalk someone to the hotel and then accost. Like it's just, it's such a grand level of insane paranoia. Yeah, it's grandiose. Yeah. For a guy that like is supposed to have his shit pretty together for, for how he's, pre- I mean, I but don't, it, but don't you feel comforted by that to see this guy that is always, no, I thought he was all fucked up from the beginning. I know, I knew he was. a. I, yeah, there's nut. something I like about that. Seeing, I like seeing people maybe at their lowest point. It may, it reminds me that like, well, oh, this person is human and relatable. Does it make you, it just makes you feel better about you. Is that what it is? You're like, ah, yes, yes it kind of he's, does. It also <laughs> does that. I also like them more. Cause like, Oh, okay. 
you and I have this in common. Like we're we're both, you know, shitty sometimes. We're both, we're both fallible, we're, you know. Yeah, we're both fallible. Fallible. right. It's 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 empathy. As as a deeply weird and broken man myself, like I I get it, but like <laughs> well let's get back we got more on this i got more on this later as well so um so then we go back to jack who seems to be in some kind of like a glass holding cell and he walks into the glass which is awesome my wife did that once it was hilarious um and then we go to kate who's in a shower and mr friendly uh tells uh, you know tells her that she needs a shower and Kate's like, I'm not going to shower in front of you. And he says, Kate, you're not really my type. So, Keith, what is Friendly's type? Um, uh, teenage boys. Yeah, whatever Walt is. That, yeah. <laughs> Are, do we still think that they raped Walt? Come on. Can we not? Can we stop that? Tom Friendly is not a raper. I'm, I'm right. taking that to the grave. He he accosted <laughs> that boy. <laughs> Uh, and he, he, you know, but that that wasn't okay. That I that is not something that I came up with. I know Future came up with it. <laughs> I distinctly remember. I distinctly remember him saying it for the first time. But it's one of those things that I have not been able to unsee. Yeah, remember every time I see him, I'm like, oh my, the rape patrol, and that we call them like. Oh, okay. First of all, Future came up with that. You're telling me (laughs) I was the first person to witness that scene and go, oh shit, they're gonna rape that little boy, aren't they? No, no, I'm not saying you're the first person to ever come up. I know the director was like, okay, play it rapey. No, yeah, I'm sure that was the costume designer's like, like, no, 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 rapier, more (laughs) predatory. You don't get MC Ganey and not go rapier. I I get it. I get it. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're like, nah, creepier. No, no, no. More handsy, like nah, like it was just yeah. yeah hell if I know what it's around your lips this time. To answer yeah, your question, like, hell if I know what it's type is. When you say we're gonna take your boy, here it's saying hell if I know what his type is. Spoiler alert: We find out right. later. We find out later. All right, so then we go to oh. Sawyer, who's in a cage outside, and there's another guy in the cage across from him. And uh, Sawyer sees this contraption in the cage and he pushes a button three times and gets shocked. So, Keith, do you know what's going on with these cages? Well, I found it interesting that they were all in separate spots, almost like, you know, um, which we find out later that um, that uh, Jack is in the underground um, or underwater uh, um, hatch. Is that the hatch that they uh, were uh, referencing at Comic-Con, you think? Uh, apparently yes and then um and then um uh what's his name um now i forgot his name um sawyer help me sawyer yes yeah he he's in the what looks like to be an animal cage of some sort and then kate doesn't even have to go she's like what hanging out in the in the um country club getting showered up so I just found that part interesting that they didn't all just have them together in one spot. It's almost think, like that. Do you think they really burned little... her clothes? No, I don't think so. But they could have. You think they were never? He's, probably Mr. Friendly was going to um, take them and um, use them to rape his next child to attract him. Uh, <laughs> use him as a rag. All right. So back to Jack. He's uh, <laughs> he's trying to escape this cell that he's in. And a woman walks in. She introduces herself to him. 
and we find out that it's Juliet. And then that takes us back to Jack's flashback um, where Jack is meeting Sarah at her lawyer's office and she gets a phone call. Of course, Jack gets all set, upset and she and uh, she's he says that he will give her anything she wants. Just tell him the name of the man who is with my wife. So again, Daz, we, we're, we're, we're going back to you again. Uh, what does this say about Jack? Well, I think we've talked, we've, we've, we've touched on it. Jack cannot stop. It's the, it's the same Jack. Okay, let's all go back to when Jack was trying to amputate Boone's leg. Okay, remember <laughs> that, that horrific yeah. scene? Okay, how, dis- how disturbed we all felt. Watching Jack trying to cut off Boone's leg to save him with a fucking like door or something with, like, yeah, like, a, fucking, like yeah. a big plank cargo it was, it was door, a luggage door, hat. the most impractical, hairbrained, insane way to try to amputate and anything. Not sharp, by <laughs> the way. Let me use this bowling ball to amputate <laughs> someone's leg. I mean, it's just crazy. Um, so that's the same Jack we see here. He cannot give up on the fucking gangrenous mangled leg bad that that he's that he's dragging along by a few moldy sinew i i i I take back my earlier question i absolutely understand why sarah divorced him (laughs) (laughs) so on that on that real quick away from this sometimes you just gotta cut off the gangrenous limb so why were yeah. getting divorced though had nothing to do with this guy? This all happened here in this episode, right? So no, but it's the same character trait at work. But do we know why she's leaving him? Like, did that ever come out in these flashbacks? Well, well we I got the episode so. last year when uh, she said she said you always will need something to fix. Like, I'm not gonna be good enough. You need some kind of you know grand problem to solve. Is yeah, that man of faith? But I mean, it's not like he was an asshole to her or no, like someone she cheated, right? Him because he's an insufferable, pompous idiot who is terrible to be around. So he wasn't, you know, you know, Keith. What it was, I think, was he just wasn't present in his relationship, and it constantly felt like they were estranged from her perspective. Yeah, that's so he was still in the household, thing. you know, doing the regular routine. They. He, he was not really present emotionally. It didn't feel like a partnership. So she strayed from her marriage. He's, he strayed too eventually. They both strayed. And it's not, I don't think it's really necessarily, you can't really say it's either one's fault. It's something that happened. And, you know, it's, a, it's, 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 uh, it's kind of understandable. It's understandable given that he has this, this character flaw that makes him constantly want to fix things or kind of obsess over certain problems is that his fault can i mean should he have addressed that in therapy or tried to work on himself before this certainly but maybe he wasn't aware of it until he lost his wife he didn't realize that this was a thing that he had there were indicators probably and now they were did you think about a surgeon you know a surgeon has to be pretty obsessive and Maybe maybe this character trait, this flaw, has also been a source of his success. It got him through medical school, through his residency. He became this extremely sophisticated, refined surgeon. 
but he was bad at interpersonal dynamics. Couldn't keep and, a, couldn't keep a woman. And now his obsession <laughs> is trying to find out who is this damn man on the with my wife. Yeah, yeah, bro. The, the, I'll give you the house. I'll give you Eddie. Just tell me his name, like, bro. Well, bro. yeah, he wants something external, maybe to blame for this. He doesn't want to take any responsibility. For well, it. just was Billy. Like, who gives a shit? Like, how's that gonna change anything? Yeah. yeah, bros before hoes. Anyway, <laughs> I, I just I I don't know. I and I I have a hard time understanding Jack and his motivations. He just seems well, like a big idiot to me. Well, let's move on. We go back to the island, uh, and um, Jack and Juliet. She's trying to get him off the table as he's trying to pull on the chain. Never fucking trust a Juliet. <laughs> Um, so she's trying to get him off the table she thinks he's fucking story was a tragedy for a reason he asks her if uh, if uh, she thinks he's stupid and she responds no I think you're stubborn so future mask you is Jack stupid or stubborn two things can be true so he is stupid and stubborn yes or stupidly stubborn or st- uh, stubbornly, stubbornly stupid. Uh, no, he's no, he is both stupid and stubborn. You agree, Jess? Uh, yeah. I mean, he's 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 really kind of fallen, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> he he, uh, it's just really like my favorite thing in this episode is him just refusing to stop pulling on a chain that just goes into a concrete wall. Like, yeah, what is he expected to do? Like, like, yeah. like, what is he expected to get to happen with that? But I love yeah. it. Every time I see it, it makes me happy. And I just laugh. <laughs> what do you think he's going to pull uh, the chain out and then just, like, have a chain? Like, what's yeah. the plan? Like, <laughs> uh, uh, was he gonna like whip the glass with his freshly acquired chain? Like I, like throw the table at the glass. I I don't know. Like it's Boone's leg all over again, dude. It's <laughs> a big dummy. <laughs> it always comes back yeah, to Boone's yeah, leg. Yeah, I love it when he's like, "You think I'm stupid?" And Juliet has this, this like whole journey. It's like, yeah, kind of, but I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> I feel like the entire audience collectively went. Yeah, kind of. Like, <laughs> all right. So then we go to Kate, who is nice and showered. They took her clothes and replaced oh. them with a cute flower dress. So Tom takes her all dolled up um, and takes her to a private breakfast on the beach with the man formerly known as Henry Gale. Um, he asks her to put on the handcuffs and she asks about her friends and he, uh, Questions why she said Sawyer's name first, because she said, how were Sawyer and Jack? Uh, he tells her that he wants her to feel like a lady and to feel civilized because the next few weeks are going to be unpleasant. So, Jesse, why did she say Sawyer's name first? Did it mean, does it actually mean something? Uh, I think she's made her choice, don't you? I mean, it seems like she is really kind of zeroing on the end as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. Interesting. So I mean, she really got the best deal of the three, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Like, <laughs> shower, bacon, and eggs. Like, yeah, man. She definitely fucking best they gave nope. Sawyer was a fish biscuit. Goddamn. 
Don't forget about the coffee. She got coffee. Oh, yeah. And she got freshly pressed coffee. So that's it. She's like at the country club just hanging out. Yeah, man. I mean, th- does Michael Emerson's face ever not look like he was just had the shit beat out of him? Like, well, he, he did the shit yeah. beat out of him in every other episode. So, no, <laughs> it always looks like so. that. <laughs> Uh, no one plays. I just got the crap beat out of me better than Michael Emerson. But he plays a very, I mean, very few people can play. I just got the shit beat out of me. But and I won. Still, well, yeah, and it's still like intimidating. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, like, he looks like, he got, yes, I deserved it, but I still am coming out on top. Well, he's like, I deserved it, but I won. Yeah, I, yeah, I somehow <laughs> wanted it to happen. Yeah. He's like, it's, it's the face where it's like, I paid a lot of money for a large German woman to do this to me on purpose. <laughs> now, Michael Emerson's wife is a famous actress, right, Jess? She- yeah, she was. Uh, she had a memorable uh, guest turn in The Good Wife, and uh, she had the cameo on Lost coming up. Oh, really? Was it? Was yeah. Didn't she star in Buffy or one of those? Like she had a show that she was a pretty major star in, I thought. Uh, True Blood. True Blood. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Are you confused, Buffy and True Blood? <laughs> Aren't they both vampire shows? Yeah, but totally totally different. Great. That is about <laughs> the only thing they. I've never seen it. an episode of either. I, I prefer the Paul Rubens, Luke Perry, Buffy, but that's just me. Uh, oh, that's. Just that's that's awful. Just <laughs> that was Pee Wee's comeback after the whole theater incident. And Jess, you and I working the, uh, at a theater. The movie. We uh we had a couple Pee Wees. You remember Aaron Brockovich? I just remember we had a, a a girl manager Ashley Johnson. She came up to me. She's like, "Some guy's masturbating in Aaron Brockovich." She's like, "What do I do?" <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, well, not don't send me in there. Send someone else in there. You remember that, Jess? That is an interesting choice of masturbation material. The only the only better sex toy is when someone got caught camcording of movie and he had a briefcase with a bunch of dildos in it. Like, they busted him and the cops came and they confiscated a camera, a camcorder and a bunch of dildos well i mean you mean you know what that camcorder was used for on other occasions then if the bag was also filled with dildos so i you know it's it's not that far of a leap that's weird where he was shoved up his ass that that's what that i guess so all right back to jack's flashback he's trying to figure (laughs) out who sarah's boyfriend is uh when christian walks in and he's calling everyone on her phone and all of a sudden christian's phone rings so Keith, he did tell that he did tell him that he was kind of worried about him. Do you think like at this time, Keith, did you actually think that there was something going on with Christian and Sarah? Um, I don't think there's anything going on with them. No, just because it just seems a little, I don't know. Did you back then the first, the first time through or no, you never, no, not, not necessarily. I don't that I actually had to make myself realize that's what it was just because it wasn't that. I didn't feel that was something that would have happened. Okay. So I'm just throwing this out there. Is it really that odd to have your father-in-law's number in your phone? No, not at all. 
Like, why would that strike Jack as an odd thing to exist? Like, and why wasn't Shepard, why wasn't Christian's fucking example be like, because I'm her father-in-law. Why wouldn't my number not be in her phone? Like, like, yeah, why wouldn't I talk to her for anything? Yeah. Yeah, like, what a weird fucking, I, I, again, like, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't get him. I don't get Jack. Yeah. All right, so, he's just unraveling. So then no. we go back to the island. It, how much of it is? How much? Very, it, real quick. In the room. Did, did your wife have your uh, her, her father-in-law's number in the phone? She's got your dad's number in the phone. Yeah, Mine probably. Does, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Not that weird. Like, what? Why would he think? It's, no, it isn't. So if you call, if you were dialing numbers at random. And your dad's phone rang, which be like, you're fucking my wife. Like, <laughs> no, you'd be like, like, what? You know what, though? Honestly, like, I, I this might be the first time I actually kind of feel for Jack. Because I was in a relationship once where I thought the girl was cheating on me. And it drove me crazy. Like, I would follow. I okay. would like. Okay. This is exactly what I was talking about earlier. It makes us crazy, right? It, it totally does. Maybe you didn't do this exact thing, but you did other things or you were thinking crazy things. And there were times where I, I honestly, I just, I said, just tell me, like, if you're doing it, just tell me, I want to know instead of being surprised by it. Like I, I will, I will give you a free pass. Just tell me the truth. And, and she uh, wasn't, I don't know. You offer her a house. You guys are no longer together and it doesn't matter. Does it? It does not. It's over. Long, right, long, it's over. long ago. It's over. Hey. And you had to go through this to become the man you have become. Yeah, I did this. I did the same thing Gunner did, except um, it was with my wife. I found, what? No, I found out she actually was cheating on her, and I caught her in action. So, oh, yeah. bummer. Those are the fun stories. No, it's all right. Actually, not with your dad. Yeah. You had a camcorder. <laughs> but tell me, not with your dad. You had a camcorder no, no, and a no. briefcase full of dildos. <laughs> Yeah, this day of camcorder briefcase. Okay, okay, okay. That must have sucked, but here you are now. No, I, I'm actually happy that I found out. You know, but I'm yeah. just saying it's one of those that I, I, I understand the passion and like the desire to find out what it, what's going on. So he's over here like I'm fine, but they never found. Yeah, but you found out unwillingly. <laughs> you you found out involuntarily. I won't say her name in case she's still missing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, she's so, really key. Can you confirm it. that you didn't? Conf- you didn't figure this out involuntarily. I mean, I mean voluntarily. You didn't. You didn't want this information. It came no, to you. He's, he's, no, he's, I seeked it out. Yeah. How? Yeah, oh, okay. You barred he it down. He, he Sherlock Holmes that shit and walked yeah. into the hotel Don't you mean he Jack Shepard that shit busted in on her at the AA meeting? No, I didn't walk in on the action. I just saw written statements by email that proved. Oh, I thought you like kicked uh, in a door and they were no, like, no, not that exciting. Like, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> yeah, right. I thought you drove your monster truck into the. Well, bedroom. I kind of did because <laughs> I kind of did because I, I, they were dildos and were like, my turn. <laughs> I kind of did because they were at the airport together and I walked in and they were hugging on each other, just like uh, um, Christopher was with uh, uh, Sarah in that episode, almost. Oh, <laughs> yeah, ironically. All right, well, let's go back. Let's go back to Jack. Um, he's in the he's in his little cell, and he starts hearing noises coming out of that speaker, and he can't quite make it out. But it is Christian Shepherd's voice. Jess, you know what's going on here? 
Uh, I have absolutely zero idea what what this is. We all caught that that was Christian Shepherd's voice, though, right? Yeah, it says that. Uh, what was the line? Um, let it go, Jack. I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't let it go oh. or something like that. Yeah, you need to let it go. Yeah. It's obviously. It's obviously a hallucination. Uh, a hallucination right? from just, the just, island. Just like the uh, yeah, just like the, yeah. the the body would show up. Yeah. Or for I mean, she did say they gave him a bunch of drugs and he was dehydrated as shit. I mean. Yeah, yeah, and well, sure, and she also said that the intercom has not been working for uh, like a long time. Or maybe it's the smoke monster back. (laughs) If you tell me the smoke, what if the smoke monster sounded like uh, Boone? Right? Of course, it's going to be a hallucination. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. So then, soon after that, Juliet Juliet walks in with a tray of food, including a Dharma brand bottle of water. So Jack does not want the sandwich she made, and Julia asks him a bunch of questions, which at first he was lying. Then he starts telling the truth. So uh, the real question is scene, Keith, and we get a little bit of an answer later, but um, are these people the Dharma Initiative? What do you think? Like, what are your thoughts on on that? Um, I don't know if they are it, but... Um they definitely are uh, involved in it, you know, as far as they're either participating in it unwillingly or they're just, it could just be a Dharma station. That's, that's, you know, there's nobody there that, that is Dharma, but it's just, they're just living in that environment. Right. Because that's where they have to live. It's just like the hatch, right? The hatch was a Dharma thing, but nobody there was a Dharma person. Okay. You think Dharma's still around, right? Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, it has to be where they're getting food. Yeah. Bottled water. Yeah. I don't think that's 20-year-old bottled water or 40-year-old yeah. bottled water, whatever. So, But are, are they in control of the manipulation that's going on? I don't really think so. All right. So let's go back to our boy uh, Sawyer. We kind of miss Sawyer. So Sawyer's trying to figure out the contraption when the guy across from him starts talking to him. We know it's Carl. Uh, he asks him questions about his people, and he escapes and opens Sawyer's cage. Uh, Juliet eventually tases him and puts Sawyer back in the cage. So, Daz, let me ask you this. You, do you remember Carl? And do you remember anything about his story? Um, not, not really, no, I don't. How about you, Future? Do you remember anything about Carl? Uh, I don't have to ask Jesse. He knows all. I was going to say, though, um... This guy in the cage across from me starts asking questions like, I'm not telling that dude shit. I assume he's like a plant. Like uh, they mentioned that in the last podcast. They're like, well, you mean like Anna Lucia was a plant in the in the last season? So you think he's a plant, Keith, or you think he's real? Um, really being probably real. Yeah. Whether he's real or not, as Sawyer, you would have to assume that he's a plant, though, right? Especially when the first thing he's asking is like, where, "Where's your people? Like, how? Like, tell me stuff." Like, I don't know. Although I guess they already have all that information; they wouldn't really need it from him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, to me, I, I mean, I thought it was just another guy that was. But yeah, I mean, I guess it was a plant when um, when we met the Tailies, right? Because yeah. they put. Somebody in there with Sawyer at that time, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't see Exactly, yep. All right, so back to Juliet. Now, Juliet comes back again to try and give him food, and he tells him that he needs to eat and drink, and he asks if she's a doctor, and she goes back and says, no, she's a repo woman. 
which is awesome. So Keith, two questions for you. One, what is Juliet's job? And two, do you think she knows he's a doctor? Like, do you think she's gone? Like, we see the file later, but do you think at this time when she's asking him, does she know? And again, what's her backstory? You've you've guessed pretty good. You said Ana Lucia was a con woman and that Echo was a witch doctor. So let, let me hear it. What is Juliet's story? Who is she? What's going on? Hmm. Um, I, you know, to be honest with you, I have no idea. I mean, she could have been a school teacher for all I know, but that's a good guess. I, I haven't, I haven't really got any, uh, anything that tells me, um, pin was, to be on her. Yeah. I was just giggling, uh, sorry over myself over here that you, you said that I forgot that Sawyer woke up in a cage the other to do other times. So I'm like, man, his like cages are really getting upgraded every season. It's really <laughs> nice. Like, yeah. He's going to have a really nice cage the next season. <laughs> All right. So then back yeah. to, but, but as, but as, but as, as far as, as uh, I guess what I think um, she probably had um, some type of a powerful job. That's about all I can think just because she seems to have that kind of confidence in her. Like a superintendent. She's a powerful lady. Not a superintendent. Yeah. No, like a, <laughs> It doesn't have to be school related, dumbass. It's something more physical than that. Yeah. She's, uh, she's a very powerful lady. Gym teacher. Gym teacher. Fuck right. Maybe off. she replaced uh, <laughs> Ana Lucia's mom. Maybe they fired her over her daughter. Cop? Maybe she's a cop. Maybe she's just a regular cop and her partner is. Big Mike. Maybe. Even that. That's I mean, while he returns. Eh. Big Mike's got to return eventually. No, it's a one-off character. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) And they killed the other relevant one. Yeah, maybe she was like a politician. How about that? I'll go with that. All right, all right. All right, so then back to the flashback again. Uh, Jack sees Christian getting a phone call, and he follows him. uh, Dominatrix. That's the most important. We've talked about this a hundred times this episode already, but Christian's at a meeting, and he flat out accusing him of having an affair with his wife. So future. Did you think that there was something good? Did you ever think, were you ever fooled by them thinking that there was something between Christian and Sarah? There was like maybe half a split. Not that I thought that it was actually happening, but I'm like, <laughs> that would be really fucking funny if like that was what was happening. <laughs> like, but, like, but that was it. Like not, not that I thought that's what the actual plot. I mean, there was a point where I'm like, if they, that is where they're going with the plot, like, Okay, that's dumb, but oh, okay. <laughs> true, true, true. I I like that thought. I like that thought. So, all right. Um. So back to Jack. Juliet's trying to bring him food, and he attacks her. And all of a sudden, the man formerly known as Henry Gale walks in on them. He tries to Jack tries to kind of open this door, and when he opens it, it starts flooding and. Henry kind of locks them out. He says, if you guys peace, I'm out. Locks him in it. The room starts flooding. Uh, they get the door closed and then Julie out and freaking Will Smith's him and knocks him out. So <laughs> huge. What the hell yeah. is Jack thinking at this point? <laughs> he isn't. Thinking, he's never thinking. He's a big dummy. Okay. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, that's all there is to it. He's 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 not the people. Oh, yeah, we've talked about this. I mean, people like to think that doctors are ubiquitously intelligent, like in all things, in all aspects of their life. 
And they're fucking not. Most of them are barely competent at their own practice. Like, <laughs> let's be real. Like, fucking, they're not. <laughs> and Jack's a great example of a guy that does not have his shit together, like, at all. This guy is about as unwound as you can be and still be a functioning human being. Like, so, eh, eh. He's an idiot. He's a big dummy. He doesn't think ever. And that's why he that's why they were like, hey, you open that and everyone dies. And he tried to open it anyways. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's what a fucking idiot does. <laughs> All right. Now, back to my favorite part of this episode. So we go back to Sawyer in the cage and he figures out the contraption, starts playing music and Sawyer proclaims you are got you, Doc Brown. Sawyer is so good at nicknames that he even gives them to inanimate objects. It's awesome. And out of the dispenser comes a Dharma fish biscuit. So friendly comes out with Kate and he takes the handcuffs off and we see that she's all scratched up. And he says he's going to bring her some antiseptic. And of course, Sire says, I'll take an ottoman. And how about a blow dry? Uh, which it did not sound like <laughs> blow dry the first time he said it. First time I heard it. So then Friendly points out that, hey, you got a fish biscuit. So, Jesse, can we can we talk more about these cages? Like, Well, his next line is pretty telling. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it like- is. So, just, so let me ask you, Keith, do you... Do you, do you, are you understanding what these cages are? Yeah, they're the testing experiments where, like, Michael was, right? Where they have to run the tests. I the thought they were place? animal cages. Yeah, yeah he said the ba- it only took the bears, like, two hours to figure it out. So what experience with bears do we have on the island? What, what kind of bear? Oh, the out? polar bears, yeah. yeah. The polar yeah. bear! Now we know where the polar bears came from! Well, how did they get how did they get to the cage? That that doesn't tell me where they came from. Well, the Dharma people put them I, in the I, and and I didn't think the polar bears were in those cages because they would have had to be in some kind of you know refrigeration unit. They usually like access to water as well, but you know. So so we I would have thought maybe other bears are in there. So so right. we still do we still think they had a Walt menagerie made, or something? Do we still think Walt made yeah, the polar bears? I don't bears? think ethical treatment of animals is high on the Dharma Initiative's <laughs> list. So no, you but the, I mean? the, you can't you can't leave a polar bear in a cage in the fucking tropical. <laughs> Bro, it's sun the seventies. The no, it's, get... it's Magic Island. They're fine. <laughs> yeah. It's the seventies. That that's just like they're gonna die. You could do whatever you wanted in the seventies. It's fine. So, so do we still think Walt made the polar bears, or do we think that oh. these cages are reason to believe that they were already on well, the island? At, at the very least, this is a very plausible theory for why there are polar bears there. So, I think we go with that for now. It, it is certainly more reasonable to believe that the bears escaped from this cage that someone said they used to keep bears in, and there are no longer bears in the cage than Walt magic to polar bear into being through sheer will. I, I don't know. Just like if I'm going to pick one of the one of the two, I'm probably going to I don't know if I've ruled out that he's a manifester yet. <laughs> See, I was thinking the whole time when he said that comment about the bears that he was just being a smart ass back to the Sawyer, you know, because Sawyer's a smart ass to everybody. So did anyone catch the giant bird cage by Sawyer's cage? You think yeah. that, think that's where the hurly bird was? Well, was it a bird cage? I just I mean they were just big 
cages. I didn't know it was specifically. I mean, one of them looked like a bird cage. Maybe that's where the Hurley bird came from. Never maybe. know. Maybe. I should get the Hurley sound clip. Hurley! I think I have it. Really, it barely sounds like Hurley. I mean, you know, yeah, said it's it's them saying Hurley, but like speaking of Hurley, how come we didn't see him in a cage? Didn't no, they let him on? go. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah he's supposed to. I think it's because they thought he's fat and the slowest person. By the time he walks back all the way back, no, it's just the only reason they let him go is because they didn't want him to eat all their food. Bro, there's no way that he was going to solve that puzzle and get that fish biscuit. I'll tell you what, though. He would yeah. go to town on that fish biscuit. All right, he's not nimble enough to, to hit all the buttons. What did he say? <laughs> he's very spry. Is that what he's told us last um, season? Something to yeah. that effect. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So then back to Jack. He awakens and finds Juliet in that room with him. I guess that they're underwater. She explains that they're in the Hydra. So that's the third. Lame. That is the third uh, Dharma station name, right, Jess, that we know besides the arrow. And uh, what's the uh, what's the hatch? What was that? Swan? The swan. The swan. Well, right. the swan, the pearl. We've and the, the, oh, yeah. The pearl is the where they were writing the. Yeah. And then the. The medical the staff, which is the medical staff. Yeah. Medical. Yeah. A Hydra is a lame name for your underwater station. I'm uh, just too on the nose. Come on. You can do better. That is true. That is true. It's all right. So uh, she should expl- put the pearl as the underwater one. That, that would have been good. It's inside a little clam. It's tucked away, safe underwater. That would have been on the nose and clever. Ah, lame. That would have been good. Or the underwater station. That would have been interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking just the flat fish. Out tell everyone. The fish. <laughs> no mystery whatsoever. <laughs> All right. So uh, Juliet, uh, after she explains her in the Hydra, uh, she doesn't admit to being in the Dharma Initiative, <laughs> uh, but she has a file on Jack, and she seems to know everything about him. So, Keith, Hail Hydra. to quote Michael, who are these people? Uh, I don't know. This is How does she where... have all this information? Yeah, this is the point where I'm I'm really confused. Um, and uh, I, I, you know, this is me questioning what I really think about the, the others and all that. So now do you think that these people, I mean, we've kind of talked about it a little bit. Do you think that all these people were meant to get on that? Plane yeah. I still think they were that? recruited and, and that's why they have files on them. I mean, so you still think like Libby's a recruiter and that, uh, that, uh, I, I, I don't know specifically Libby's a recruiter. I mean, yeah, for all I know, she could have been, um, she could have been a clone or something, right? Who knows? Or not even not even a real person. But, but I mean, they had the internet at this point. Like, could they just have they had their names? Couldn't they have just looked all like you think they got a Wi-Fi Wi-Fi hotspot? I don't think they have internet at the, they don't have internet at the island. They might. You don't know. They got satellites and shit. They got Did you see that computer? It was like a Tandy or whatever. They, they got AOL instant messenger now, out there. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that these people were recruited and and brought onto the island for a reason, and that's why they had the information. Now, who's doing the recruiting? I I can't tell you that just yet. And for why? 
It's Jacob. Um, um, so it's like the, the Hunger Games. They're just getting all the shitholes together, and then they're gonna see who, what the best person to survive is. They're gonna make them like battle each other. No, just like uh, kill each other off because of you know just things humans yeah, it, do. It's like, like battle. I guess yeah. That's what a battle is. You fight to the death. It's a battle. Right, but not a specific like <laughs> war where they're just battling. It's not just, like a like, gladiator right. battle, yes. but I would argue in the Hunger Games, they all battled each other to the death. True. But they didn't know. In the Hunger Games, they knew their goal was to kill those person, everyone. Here, they think their goal is to at least survive together. So who's winning now? Locke? He killed Boone. I don't think it uh, matters who you kill. It's just a matter. Oh, no. Michael's winning. He got two. Um, Echo's got a pretty high body count, but on the island, I thought only island kills count. Well, he's got he's got two. Yeah, that's right. I guess he's got he's got two kills too. Effin Desmond one? blew up the hatch. Who knows how many people he killed with that? He might have killed John. He might have killed Desmond, and he might have oh, killed right. Charlie. They're, they're, they're all alive. They're all alive. They're all alive. I'm not. I'm not falling for it, Gunner. Yeah. Yep, they're alive. The hatch blew up and blew off all their clothes. So they're all naked. That's what I'm going for. That's the weird. But you, you, want, you want to see them all naked? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, why is that the. I don't want those deleted scenes. Sorry. <laughs> it's the all male cast, homie. Like, where, where are you going? Well, like, come on. All right. So back to Jack's flashback. Sarah bails him out of prison and he chased her outside to see her new man. She explains that Christian called her and she said that now he has something to fix. So with Jack's need to constantly fix things, Jesse, let me ask you, is the death of Christian Shepard like the biggest failure in Jack's life? Like he had like the number one thing to fix his father and he he died before he could fix it. So is that the number one fix that he could have had? Is that Jack's biggest failure? I'm sure it's a pretty large regret that he's looking back on it. I mean, it seems like he's actively took, you know, force or like set him on the train to drinking himself to death in Australia. If I had yeah, the he was, uh, 50 correct, days you know? sober up to that point, and then he yeah, kicked but him yeah. right off was the he land. 50 days sober? If he if he called uh, Sarah drunk, he probably really wasn't 50 days sober. No, no, no. That was the the. So he was fifty days sober. Got into the big fucking fight with his son, and that threw him mm. off the wagon. Oh, started that's. Again. Oh, I thought she yeah. was. So, I thought she was saying before, that's why I, he was in her phone because he was drunk and worried about it. No, 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 no. No, the stress, the stress of having your son come to an AA meeting and tackle you and accuse you of having an affair and like all that really was just too much. And he it had was, to, you know, yeah, dude, he you just know, just had to have a drink, and then once he had one, like that. Bro, it was a spiral. That, like, <laughs> wait, wait, so, 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 when Jack ousts, uh, exposes Christian, that's shortly after this meeting, right? Uh, I mean, I don't. I, that's what, the thing. I don't. Yeah, yeah, him. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 he exposes Christian for being drunk at during surgery. Right. During surgery. So he turns out shortly it's, after this AA meeting. Yes. Okay. I believe that timeline well, not shortly, but but like quickly after, yes. I I don't know how, how long after. I think your timeline is accurate. So yeah, so really 
his father getting, you know, we, so really Jack really should have fucking cut him some slack because he was sober until he sent him in the goddamn spiral that he was in the surgery that he got the person killed that he then fucking called him out for and the whole fucking uh, uh, the medical malpractice thing that they had and then got him killed in Australia. Bro, he fucked up hard. All he had to do was not go in a spiral and fight his dad at an AA meeting and accuse him of fucking his wife. That's all he had to do is sit that one Easier out. Easier said than done. I'm sure like I don't know, man. It seems pretty easy. I've never to done not it. Do I have never done it. Yeah. Some, <laughs> some, of us, some of us passionate people with hearts on our sleeves. We can't help but do this. Bro, we got hundreds of years of collective experience in this group, and that's never happened to any of us. <laughs> yeah. Whenever whenever I'm in a race, yeah. Whenever I'm in a rage about to bust into a room, I look for an easel to see what, what that room is, you know? So, and then I don't do it, you know? I look to see if there's coffee and bagels and, yeah. like, bulletin boards <laughs> and a proctor. <laughs> All right. Well, let's end this episode. We go back to Jack and Juliet, and she tells him that Sarah is happy. She leaves the food, and as she walks out. Oh, that out, hurt the most. He broke down hard when that happened. Of course she is. As she walks out, we see Henry there and he thanks her and she responds. Thank you, Ben. Ben, Henry Gale is no more. We now know and we could now call him Ben. Thank you. So when do when do Ben and Julia hook up again? Future? I don't know that they, they do. I don't oh, okay. They seem very right. Yeah, they never were together. That's right. As of this moment, they're not together, but they could be together. You know, I mean, they could like hate fuck later. They seem very hostile in this, you know, episode. They could be a couple that we like that got there together too. I mean, it seems like Ben's the kind of. I was gonna say he's the kind of person that seems to get what he wants, manipulating wise or otherwise. So you think he got out, he was like almost dead pretty much like three times and got out of it. Still kicking though. Manipulated his way out of it. Look at the way he turned uh, John Locke in like 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Rattled that man's entire planet to the ground. Like <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens when Saeed gets over there. He's a bad. I think, I think him and Juliet would uh, clash a little. Because they're, I don't know, they seem like the same power dynamics as far as interrogating people. So, so who do you think's the next couple to hook up then, Keith? Um, well, since this is the other centric uh, season that I learned today, and I also learned today that there's a possibility that we might think that Ben and Juliet um, are, were a couple. I'll, I'll pick them. Colin, uh, smoke monster in the foot. They're going to get it on. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, would it be awesome if the smoke monster ended up being a uh, reincarnated? Uh, um, uh, shit. What's her name? Um, your favorite character. Shannon. Rose? Shannon. Yes. Oh. But, but Shannon was alive when the smoke monster was there. Maybe there's another smoke monster. Maybe they're all people who have died on the Island. Oh. oh, do you still think they're in purgatory? Keith? 
No, no, I don't think they're in purgatory now just because it, it seems to be something that's being manipulated before the, purg- the purgatory thought was just like, you know, this is all something that is happening because of supernatural God and stuff. I don't purgatory, think that's having a whole file on on your life is very purgatory esque. Without the Internet. True, but it could be man making their own purgatory, so it may not be the heavenly purgatory. Ah, uh, yes. Man Spe- makes speaking of heavenly. Interesting. Well, guys, it's time to say goodbye to those we lost in this episode. Not a lot of deaths. I mean, we saw a couple people flying out of that plane. I'm sure that guy didn't make it. Huh. Uh, but it's probably fine. I really only see two deaths in this episode. The death of Christian sobriety and the death of any chance of Sarah and Jack getting back together. <laughs> Though we had a deleted yeah. scene where we almost got to see a kid die. Well, now you, when you say it like that, I wish they would have put it in, but. <laughs> I think it's Jack's dignity that died. Uh, yeah, I was about to say something. Don't rule out Sarah and Christian's relationship. They're just getting started. Just getting heated. Oh yeah. So what 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 do we think about Sawyer? Had a couple good nicknames. He called uh, he called Carl Chachi, and of course he called the contraption Doc Brown. We got another Freckles. So he's still on his game, man. Sawyer is still rocking it. So that is the season premiere of season three. Got a great season ahead. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to to see where everyone else is. See what happened to our uh, our uh, hatch folk. See what uh, the hatch folk. After after we talked about it, I, I'm really excited about this season. I, I was more confused watching it, but I think the reason, and Jesse, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was just that I had so much data that was thrown at me and new stuff that it was like hard to, you know, figure out process. How how to, how am I supposed to feel about these people? You know, what's what's right, what's wrong? Yeah. So there's a lot that I have to look forward to. And then you yeah, think- the thing I like about Lost is like every premiere is sort of like a new show. They just throw a whole bunch of stuff out there, and then they slowly kind of peel back the you know the the new questions, and then they kind of go from there. Now, do you think Keith? Last year they they introduced us to a new female character, Anna Lucia, and then they threw us a love square, not really a love triangle, but they they threw us that whole. Kate Sawyer, Jack, Anna Lucia. Do you think we'll get something similar to that with uh, with Juliet, or you think it'll just be? Well, like- I think Ben definitely wants something to do with Kate, so yeah, there might be something between the three of them. Oh, so Juliet, Kate, and Ben, like fighting over Ben, maybe. Interesting. Ooh. You think uh, Kate? Or no, has- maybe maybe not even that. Maybe Ben wants wants Kate and and Juliet wants Ben. That kind of thing. Ben wants everything. Do you yeah. think that unpleasantness is just going to be a week at him as her girlfriend? <laughs> like, you think that's why it's going to be unpleasant couple weeks? 
It's just him <laughs> asking her out over and over and yeah, over. Probably. <laughs> Can you come take a shower again? Please? Maybe he just knows HR's on vacation, so he's just gonna use it way, all up now. What's up with the whole like um thought that when the others had like lived in primitive camps and then we get to the beginning of the scene and it looks like they're living in like a little compound, like I mean, that's a village. I know we talked about it earlier, but that's like something that like there was no in, inclination of that at all in season two. Well, I mean, I think what we need to think about it is, you know, we have two options on that. We have one that the whole place they were living was just for show. So they don't know where their real place that they live is. Or, I mean, really, there could be two different groups of people. Um, now, Jess, let me ask you a question because on the on the podcast they mentioned April Grace and someone asked why she didn't show up, and they mentioned, oh yeah, yeah, she'll be back. Does April Grace ever show up again? I don't think she does. Does she? Uh, she does. Okay. Yeah, she shows up. Who's April Grace? Um, Miss 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 Clue. Miss Clue. Oh yeah, uh, the, yeah. I was wondering yeah. about that. Yeah. Was there a reason why they didn't use her more, Just Like, is there a behind-the-scenes thing, do you know? I don't know. I think it's a missed opportunity. So I've never really heard a reason why she wasn't kind of in it more, but uh, I really wanted to see more of her. Because they, they on the podcast, they were praising her. They're like, oh, yeah, April Grace is great. We don't, don't worry, you'll see her again this season. But then they didn't show her, so... I mean, maybe it's just something that I just overlooked and and forgot, but I have forgotten. So it, that could be like the Dharma compound too, but maybe that's where the Dharma people lived. And if they're no longer there, those people took that over. Oh, the house at the beginning. The housing, right? Yeah. So there's either two. There's either two scenarios: that or they are Dharma, right? Because they're not going to build that while they're there with probably the materials they have. They are either Dharma. Or they're not Dharma, Keith. Spoiler alert. I'll give you. I'm not, I'm not but that facility is Dharma, probably a, a Dharma place where they, you know, that's who built it. Can we agree on that? Or is that still unknown? I mean, I don't know. They haven't come out and said it yet. I mean, I. That's a good theory. I mean, I don't know. They you know. they have Dharma bottled water, I would assume. I mean, it's on top of the, it's right, right there by the Hydra, right? So it just seems to make sense. All right, you guys aren't going to tell me anything, so I'll quit boring everybody. Oh, I love it, Keith. You're not boring me. Can't confirm, can't deny. So, all right, guys, any final thoughts on the season premiere? No? All right. Well, I'm not going to end it like that. I would be a douche if I did. We'll do this instead. <laughs> All right, guys, so that is the episode. Uh, we will see you back next week with, is that the, what is it, ballerina something at the second? Glass ballerina, is that the? The glass ballerina. I know you're excited. It's a gin and sun episode. So find us everywhere at wideopenmic.net. We'll love you all, and we'll see you next week. Peace. By the way, uh, how are our podcast numbers looking?